Hello and welcome to the Animation Communication Podcast, your source for discussion about animation, film, fandom, and more. So please join your host, I Love Kim Possible a Lot, or KP, and Lauren Kizich, the Abbey Roadie, for today's discussion. If you like what you hear, please remember to support by giving a like, a follow, as well as subscribing to the main I Love Kim Possible a Lot channel on YouTube. Spread the word and keep being a part of a great community. This episode contains heavy adult language and is not appropriate for young children. Can't! Welcome everyone to Animation Communication, our first um, 2021 recording i guess we're out of the hell year yay yeah yay. i'm just like it's all it's all made up like you know like our years are are recorded by like human error so like it's not gonna be over till you know we get a vaccine but no one wants to hear that so you know i guess 2020 is over <laughs> look even I, look even i'm gonna have to be like come on be a little bit more optimistic than that <laughs> all we can say is it can't it, it, all we all we can say is like 2020 is behind us thank god for that and let's just like let's just try and see if we can make it make 2021 better it's as best all as we can. over the virus is gone now all politics have sorted themselves <laughs> out it's all over now it's well behind I'm us not acknowledging, <laughs> i'm not acknowledging that that's it's all gone fine. But... <laughs> this is fine i mean for once new year's kind of it's like i was okay with new year's not feeling like a new year it was very different but kind of chill and mellow at least on my end so that was that was good i'd rather take that <laughs> New Year's for me was just like euthanizing a sick dog. It was just like, let's just get it over and it's done and we can just move on with our lives after this point. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I, I learned that having multiple people in my house that I don't know as well scares me, or not scares me, like triggers my anxiety, even if it's not like any individual person's fault. Like we've had both of my brother's girlfriends and now like, heard all of this and like i hate it so much and it's not anyone's fault but like i just like want to die and you know it's 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 fine so mm. my 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 stuff has been like all over the place this couple of weeks but no one wants to hear about that because that's that's sad. well thank you for so, not dying <laughs> i mean you know it, like there's this meme that i always like where um like the the depression is just like like go kill yourself and then like the other guy's just like, no, kill me yourself, you coward. So, you know, <laughs> that's kind of morbid, but, you know, it's 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 a little like it's a little enlightening a little bit anyway. And then uh, I you got some headlines, though, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll get, yeah, that was personal stuff. I yelled at people. It's fine. OK, so, um, <laughs> you know, there's there's not really a lot of headlines because uh, the majority of them we already covered in the 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 Christmas episode special, so those were the Disney drops, so we covered those there. Um, yeah. At the best that we could, there was just so many, and, you know, everyone yeah, wants to shut up. we kind of went on for, like, 40 minutes about that. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot, though. There's a lot. Disney dropped, yeah, like, 40 a... shows or something, and they're, like, half yeah, of them are Star Wars. I think it was minimum and... 35 new projects, and a good chunk of them are either Marvel or Star Wars things people care about and then i'm just like okay um anyway not a single so, empress new groove spin-off show not a single one i'm so i'm so upset 
Well, we, we already we got. Need... We already have one, so we don't need another Emperor's one. Emperor's new school, but you know yeah, what? Yeah. Another kinda... one. Another one. <laughs> I kind of want another. <laughs> I want. I want a series show, about. I like it. Another. I want a series about Isma. I want a series about Kronk. I want a series about the squirrel that Kronk talks to. I want a series about everyone in Emperor's <laughs> New Groove. <laughs> well, it's it's tricky to do an Isma um, show because of the kit. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but she was in all of Emperor's New School, right? Lauren? Yes. I mean, yeah. basically, yeah. the show ended. I think. I think the show ended like right before she died. So I think. Yeah, not long before she died. Anyway, that's how I want to go. Going, going out like to like still doing stuff the last minute, and then you're like, oh, mortality. What's that? So, well, um, one hell of a finale then. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. just took her out. <laughs> is is Emperor's New School on Disney Plus, Lauren? Good question. I'd have it's to gotta be. That. Yeah, I'm it's sure. I'm sure it is. But the Aladdin if series isn't. Is it, if it isn't so. already, I'm sure it's slated to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can someone add the Aladdin series on Disney Plus? We kind of sort of have it there in spirit because of one episode of the Hercules show. <laughs> that says count. <laughs> it's weird because that's the most that's the that's the furthest canon thing. Like technically there because they're like, oh, Jafar yes, died. Emperor's New School is Emperor's New School is on on Disney Plus. Okay, good. Or it's funny because I think let me see if if Kronk's. Okay, and Kronk's new groove is also on there. So yeah, I yeah, did try I to watch. Your... I did try to watch Kronk's new groove, and I got about two thirteen. I'm like, I'm done. This is no. <laughs> I do like, not I feel been... like suffering today. But the yeah. baking bread innuendo is freaking hilarious. <laughs> it really is, but there's like little else to salvage that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet, and now I'm afraid to. But anyway, um. So, okay, so my only my only news that like so welcome to the Trigger Planet podcast again cuz like you know, I'm I I'm a, I'm a person on the mission and like comparing like since we brought up Emperor's New Groove like comparing that like both movies that kind of did like kind of like eh in the box office, but I feel like Emperor's New Groove has gotten a lot more like genuine attention cuz like cult status. Cult... Yeah, it's a cult classic and we got a series and we got like um we got Yzma's descendant and Disney's descendant because that's what I that's what I really? fucking wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that was a that's a thing. Yeah, they like they you know like descendants is so poorly made that they just run out of bad guys and we're just like let's use this person. Oh, it, if that... Disney does anything towards Emperor's New Groove, it's already scraping the barrel. They have ditched that movie hard. <laughs> yeah. No, I think they do. It, it does pretty okay, like where it should be. Like they they put a lot of shout outs and they make a lot of merch of it. But like Treasure Planet, like gets nothing. So anyway, so um, speaking of that, so um, like this is the only Treasure Planet thing that's actually happened since like the fucking T-shirt that came out of Hot Topic. Like, um, so I have both Disney apps as I've talked about. If you feel like wasting your time and not spending money, it's 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 fun, you know. For quarantine, you get to have all these Disney characters fight each other. So wait, wait, uh, specify again which app it is. Okay, there's you two said apps. Disney app. I'm like, you have there's to two apps. There's the 2D one, which is Disney Heroes, and there's the 3D one, which is Sorcerer's Arena. And Sorcerer's Arena is technically better because it's more strategy versus, like, Disney Heroes. You kind of put them on auto mode, like, during the actual fights. 
but Disney Heroes has a lot more like it's a, I think it's a lot more funner because um there's like can not canon but there's like in character interactions with characters that like don't usually have interactions they're all like in this like like pseudo city like blended together and that's like my thing Disney Disney Smash Brothers yeah yeah essentially so like uh, I think I oh, talked that's about cute. yeah so like you know you'll get you know you'll be like oh you lock unlocked a hero this hero is friends with this hero then they can go on a separate side quest and they talk to each other in character and I think it's adorable. So um, that's the only thing, like, versus Sorcerer's Arena doesn't have any of that. Like, you know, they still do, like, thing, like they do, still do sneaky things. Like, um, the game started with, um, Lauren, what's the, what's the villain from uh, Black Cauldron, the bony guy? Oh, the, the, the Horned King. Yeah, the Horned King. So the, the, when the app launched, they already had the Horned King, which is like, you know, they, they know what they're doing. But it's relatively newer. So um, they don't have as many heroes, but they kind of try to juggle between, like, popular characters and, like, odd characters. Like, they have, like, Sorcerer's Arena has Krunk and Yzma, and they have, like, um, off the top of my head, crap. Um, They have, like, weird things, like, they have, like, Cobra Bubbles from Stitch, and they have, like... (laughs) So, you know, they, they try to give, they, they have, like, Atlantis villains, and they have, like, hunchback villains, and the, they don't have any hunchback heroes or anything, but, you know. Um, anyway, so, you know, so, but Disney Heroes is newer. I mean, Disney Heroes is older, so they have a bigger catalog of, of heroes. So I wasn't going to even bother with Disney Heroes, but then Disney Heroes added Kim Possible, and I'm just like, shit, now I have to. <laughs> so, um, so I got it, and uh, now I don't regret it, because it's, it's, it's funner. So Kim is friends with Joy from Inside Out, which, okay, and Darkwing Duck, which, okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> so tense. she's, yeah, it's fine. So, like, so Joy and Kim have, like, this, like, their storyline is helping kids with their homework or something like that which works pretty well for kim's character but like joy is weird because she's like an emotion like what yeah, if i was em- gonna say <laughs> what if the emotions had the emotions she's friends with an abstract concept <laughs> i don't know they're physical i don't I'm, I'm, they also have an inside out ride or they will at disney pixar pier what the fuck ever so i they, don't know. they already do it's a it, they already do it's a i think they call it what they call it, like a whirlwind of emotions. It's literally just a reskin of the Bugs Life ride that they had a while back, and they just. But no one likes Bugs on. Life, so it's fine. Excuse oh. you. Excuse you. Don't. <laughs> oh. Don't open. Don't open that. Don't open that can of. Got, I mean, got like, us, like, we got us an ants fan over here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like of all the, I mean, it's much better than ants, but like as all of all the Pixar like filmology, like Bugs Life seems to not be aging as hotly as some of the other stuff. So I always like kind of give a chance. Like for it's that. not a perfect movie, but it, it, do I watch it every time it's on TV? Absolutely. But Lauren, uh, you watch funny. everything that's on TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's on streaming services, but you know we. Um... I mean, I I I probably say, feel the same way about Brave. I think for for you for Bugs Life, I feel that way about Brave about it being just a very meh movie i mean i mean we can all agree the cars movies are the worst but like the one the one that's just less worse than the cars i think i i would put brave there or good dinosaur yeah Yeah, the good dinosaur oh good dinosaur don't even get me started on good dinosaur and how much it disappointed me 
<laughs> the only okay, now, good thing out of it was the t-rex cowboys and that's it that's it that was the only redeeming factor for me other than and from a technical standpoint gorgeous movie but from the story standpoint, it looks like we got you started on this <laughs> welcome to the, the good. pixar podcast um this is the pixar rent podcast actually we're, <laughs> we're talking pixar today anyway so you know this is a good segue this right? is all relevant <laughs> anyway so like let me get to the actual thing that i'm supposed to be talking about so um so disney heroes has a bigger array of um of heroes already so i talked about i think previously they already had captain Emilio by the time he downloaded which i'm just like top tier so sorcery just arena doesn't have any treasure planet and they don't have kim possible they have darkwing duck for some reason i don't know i don't i don't and they have they have demona um and then disney heroes has goliath which um so they so december they added um so they added jim hawkins and i hadn't played in a while and then i got like a a notification on my app and like you can unlock jim and i'm just like wait so I open the app and there's there's the good boy and he's got a sword and they have the solo surfer and the whole thing and I'm just like yay we've been acknowledged because like previously on Treasure Planet we've gotten like the movies almost the movies twenty years old we got um new we got uh the shirt I talked about already we got a one ship from Disney Infinity for the solo surfer. And that's really it. So, like, anything, like, compare this to, like, you know, like, Emperor's New Groove, for instance. We got, like, a bunch of different things, including Disney Descendants, which, you know, that's what I wanted, like. You're, like, like scurrying on the floor, collecting any crumbs that they drop off Treasure Planet. Like, yes, yes, please, please, give me, give me. <laughs> yeah, like, anything. So, it's it's weird. So, I'll probably talk about it later, but, like, they treat the movie weirdly. And it's not that, like, you know, on hindsight it's uh it's not uh it did pretty well for dvd sales marketing team like that's been confirmed inside we'll talk about that again we'll talk about that later i did some digging i i know people so anyway um so they added jim and i was very happy and then um so but then like randomly i was looking through the the heroes because they add new ones and then they also added they also added John Silver, and I, I saw him, and I screamed, like, very happily, and I scared the dog, Harry. But um, I, you know, like, so they got both the boys there, like, you know, I'm pretty, pretty satisfied. Like, I haven't unlocked Silver yet. I unlocked Jim out of um, luck because I'm not, I don't pay for it. The only time I paid for Disney app, like, any Disney or any app thing ever was to unlock Kim Possible, and that was $3. And I'm just like, you know, what, whatever, we'll just do it then. But I didn't pay for Jim. And Silver is not even, like, unlockable anyway with money right now. So it's fine. So I'll just wait. But, you know, I was very excited that I could have, like, my dream team, like, Disney heroes, like, with Kim Possible. But I hope they add, like, Shigo and stuff, too. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. That'll be neat. But anyway, that's that's my news. So if you guys want to support Treasure Planet, go download Disney heroes and... um pay either real or fake money for the treasure planet characters and uh, that's the only thing you can do right now <laughs> 20 years later so, buy the shirt from hot topic i mean like that's the kind of the thing that i hate during covid is like you know as much as much as people bitch about the live action movies and how they're like going for the really popular popular things right now are really like like aladdin and lion king and 
uh, what was Beauty and the Beast? That was bad. Mulan. Um, you know, yeah, Mulan, which was badder. From I didn't even bother watching it because everyone like complained about it. So I'm just like, does fine. Um, um, but eventually they're gonna run out of shit to make, so they're gonna have to look through like, oh well, I guess we have to like talk do a the Landis movie. I guess we gotta do. This other thing that no one cares about that, like, is better than just making an original movie because people might care about it versus not might care about it. So I feel like if they're going to remake Treasure Planet in any capacity, they'll probably just go back to Treasure Island, surely. Oh, don't say that. Don't. I'm sorry. (laughs) Don't, don't, don't. I mean, but the whole point of doing, like, the live action movies is to bank on, like, the nostalgia of the original movie. So, like, doing a Treasure Island movie, like, not only is Treasure Island, like, very highly adapted not as much as christmas carol but it's still like you know adapted a lot um so they wouldn't be able to nostalgia bank on that because they'd just be like oh it's that thing that like is in public domain good good job disney so yeah <laughs> versus atlantis which is like not in public domain you know you know that well i mean the concept of atlantis is because like the odyssey and and, and stuff but you know um so then so then that would reintroduce, reintroduce the franchises to new people and then people would buy merch and then Disney's like oh we like people actually like that thing that like we didn't do anything with for like a million years yay so like I'm I you know Disney legacy and shit is important so um anyway so you know but then COVID happened so like doing live action anything is harder so but now we have a butt ton of Star Wars stuff so I guess that's the same thing Mm. Shrug sigh. Okay. Um. So um. Go go download Twitter Planet because it's, it's it's good. I mean, if you feel like <laughs> wasting a lot of time, you know, it's it's fun. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, watch my videos? Like, who does that? So, um. In other news, so the Ratatouille TikTok musical thing like premiered this week or something and mm-hmm. um do you know any do you know more backstory about it than the me lauren because i just know it's uh, like a you know thing. what i've i've heard only snippets of songs and i have not seen the entirety on tiktok uh but i do know that the lineup that they got for the official quote broadway uh show of ratatouille uh was a you know kind of star-studded lineup uh and uh yeah but they were doing this whole musical through basically a zoom call as far as i yeah so yeah. from so we i mentioned this in the in the rudolph video which you should watch because um speaking of underperforming videos um ah, anyway um so they did this thing on tiktok where i guess some girl like like sings a song based around um remy the rat from ratatouille like the other movie and then people kind of comment and like comment on it and then they like they get choreographers to do it because everyone's in quarantine and bored i guess they're not on youtube they're on tiktok that's where they are anyway Mm -hmm. um and uh then it gets enough attention that i guess um it becomes a a thing like a whole like trending thing and people are contributing so much that like they can get away with like doing a whole 
musical about Ratatouille, and it got to the point where Disney noticed this. They approved. They, I guess they they ticketed it in some way. They like for charity. Yeah, so, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So what it is is I and I do know this. They raised about a million dollars in ticket sales, uh, for this for all for the Actors Fund. So, which is, if you don't know, that's to help support actors and theaters basically all over the country. Um, and it's, uh, it's to help actors who are, are, you know, especially ones who have been stuck throughout 2020 without their jobs. And that doesn't just go for actors. It also goes, I believe it also goes towards like the, you know, stage, stage managers and the people that work at the theaters. But, if, but that's also, uh, uh, Broadway cares as well, which has also been raising funds in, um, in the midst of Broadway being shut down. Uh, but yeah, the Actors Fund in particular, they raised a mil- they, they got a million dollars from the ticket sales for for Ratatouille. That's why they did it. And it's um, a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this could be really huge, uh, as a lot of people uh, have been noting that this could be the future for a lot of uh, shows that maybe if they're gonna leave Broadway, uh, they may re- record it and then may- maybe they'll do, uh, you know ticketed uh, screenings and stuff like that of the pre-recorded stuff and then that earns money as well uh mm-hmm. because otherwise it's you know you, if unless things change for broadway it's very hard to get up to a broadway show um because it's so highly priced all, all, most of the time yeah uh, beetlejuice was like one of those rare exceptions where their ticket prices were purposely low enough that they knew that they're the millennial demographic and stuff they were going to get in and they were the knew that they were the ones they were trying to appeal to with their ticket prices uh, to make sure that they got people talking about it and nobody's more uh, social media savvy than the millennials and, and all that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, and that was their audience. Um, and that's why they became so much more successful after they started. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So th- there's always, there's talk about how Broadway may change and how, shows may change because of of what of things like a ratitude what they may do yeah um and like my whole thing is just like how does the internet change like the way you know media is distributed and like not i think ratatouille specifically was already like doing pretty well like pop culture wise but this was just Mm -hmm. like free advertisement so disney was like like you know disney might have like in the 90s, if the, the internet was a 90s thing, Disney would have been like, oh, they're 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 violating copyright. But, like, Disney did a reverse 180 for the, the better of all man. It was just like, that sounds neat. We're going to let this be. And they even flew the girl who started it to Disney World, I guess, to see the Ratatouille, um, right. I guess, the, the Ratatouille ride that I guess they, they was just did. Yeah. It was in Disney Japan before, and or something, and then no, they, it was they... in it. It was in Disney. It, no, it was actually at, at um, Disneyland Paris. Okay. Oh yeah, that that makes sense still. Um. So and then they put it in Epcot. Um. Mm-hmm. Which make which also makes sense. So you know, not only are they like, you know, leaving this alone and not see cease and desisting everyone, um, which they shouldn't do anyway. But they're, like, actively, like, rewarding the, the lady who is just like, thanks for the free advertisement. Here's a here's a trip to Disneyland. I hope you don't mind traveling during the pandemic. But then everyone's like, free trip to Disney, or Disney World. Free trip to Disney World. Great. So. <laughs> it is yeah. very out of character of Disney to sort of let this slide. I mean, I, I don't know much about 
I knew I knew broadly about the story, but I didn't know the full ins and outs. So I was just genuinely listening to the news as she was yeah, giving it to me. Yeah. But um, it's very out of character that Disney didn't. Well, I mean, maybe they were gonna. Maybe they were like in automat, you know, autopilot season to Sisbo until somebody's like, actually, no, this has gained real traction. Maybe we should uh, be the good guys in this one. Well, I mean, that's kind of the thing um, that I mentioned in the Rudolph video, which you guys should watch. Um, is that you know that's like you know we look at the pony stuff and like companies gain much better PR by just letting this stuff exist unless there's a huge brief on, breach on their their copyright uh, where people are mistaking it for the real brand, which usually they're not for fan stuff. So, um, you know, the line gets very close for online productions, especially if they're pretty good, um, you know, and getting like very show accurate models has always been like a thing and a very political thing. But TLDR is it's in it's in big corporations favor just to let this stuff like be because it's free advertisement and it's also like you know you don't want to punish people for being passionate about your ip that sounds like a bad idea so like this like um, go ahead so, i'm sorry sorry i was just saying that it's like what um uh there's like record labels doing with tiktok now they're like paying influencers on tiktok to like please use our old library of music because they're hoping that you know something in their library will become the next viral hit and it's like somebody mused it's like if they tried this on you know if anyone tried that on youtube they'll get immediately like cease and desisted dmca'd uh copyright strike video taken down blocked in different countries all this stuff but like hey did you not notice how just promoting your song or your movie actually helps you know sell your song and movie to other people you know it seems mm -hmm. weird that you know the music industry seems to be the most behind on this when it comes to like embracing how people are using their meat you know their, their media um in, yeah, in, in transformative ways like youtube videos or or tiktoks and it's like um they're only now like taking advantage of tiktok because it can turn a monetary gain but it's like that could have existed for you on YouTube as well, but you took the easier route of just like stopping everyone. Um, yeah. 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 No fun. No fun allowed. Um, so you know, but I think I, I guess it gives me hope for people, especially for like Disney, the biggest like someone like I hate to say this, but like also Disney's becoming a huge monopoly. Maybe we should like not do that. Um. Anyway, that's my that's my like piece of thing today. But um, you know, um, I think it's interesting, and it's probably for the best that this stuff changes. So I'm hoping that what follows is ideally a, a little bit of a linear um, path for um, you know, YouTube stuff in general. And that's again why the horse stuff. Um, really did well is because like Hasbro just let it be and like they had these like decently big conventions for one show and it was like a really great form of advertising because people would bring their friends and then other people were like well I've never watched this show and they're just like watch it now and then they'd buy stuff and you know um like all of that was like a huge breach of copyright obviously like but you know Hasbro let it be and they benefited from it so maybe Disney should do the same thing. So um, I hope, like, of all the, the, the bad and good horse things that have happened, I hope the horses have, like, made a point that, like, if you just leave a thing 
leave an IP alone and let fans like, you know, run with it within reason, then you will benefit it from it financially, probably. So, and also, it's the right thing to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. So anyway, if you haven't realized yet, uh, we have Edig back from Yay. the other time he was here. That's so me. Why don't, you, why don't you introduce yourself, uh, Eddie? Tell the people what you do for. Hi. Okay. Uh, hi there. My name's uh, Eddie Bodie, aka Edig. Uh, I've been here before, but I've uh, I do video essays on like cartoons and movies and just whatever nerdy shit I'm into at the time. Uh, and that's me. Yay. One time he did a Scooby Doo video where he like, what did you do? You put like flour on yourself or something? Yeah, I covered myself in flour. I covered myself in glow in the dark paint. I. I created uh, a mirror ghost. Um, like I, I did a ton of ton of shit for that one, and that was a lot of fun. That was a ton of fun. Just recreating, just doing like ghostly science experiments. Um, I just imagine like your poor neighbors. Like, what is he doing? Like, like dumping himself in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're they're used to way way worse. Like, um, uh, I I work with um with Tom Scar a lot, and we filmed a a sketch outside my. Uh, house door which involved a stripper um and she you know she didn't get down to you know without underwear but she was there in just underwear and i didn't warn the neighbors that this was happening <laughs> and thinking maybe if we just do it during school hours we could get away with it uh we didn't because a neighbor definitely saw and then a few months later that neighbor moved out and that's fine i mean if they can't take the heat right yeah <laughs> and i tried to go over and explain like oh we're we're making a video oh but it's not porn oh now it definitely sounds like we're making porn now and there was it, yeah there was no escape but you got the beard for porn right right eddie you got the big like puffy like <laughs> mountain mountain man beard i do i got i got me a nice big poofy beard right now like it, it I, i've been um getting it nicely shaped so it's nice and long but it's not like sticky outy all over the sides i'm not like a mad father christmas i feel like i'm a i'm a, like a i'm a i'm a heavy metal rocker that's exactly who i am and i sound like one too so you know you can you can you can do like a groupie thing where it's just like man i've been rocking all night but you know what i could rock you tonight baby i don't know please don't take that in context like internet oh yes i will definitely try that one and it will it will succeed 100 percent of the time I'm sure all the Brits love, like, random people in beards that, like, you know, do YouTube videos with strippers. It's fine. (laughs) Okay, anyway, so we're talking about Soul today, which is the new Pixar movie that, um, if you're living under a rock, it's exclusively on Disney+. Plus. It's no extra money. They learned their lesson. So it came out Mm -hmm. on Christmas, and... You know, my sleep schedule was great because of my own, own shit. So I was up at like four and then I was like, oh, wait a minute. Soul came out at Christmas Day. It's technically Christmas Day. So I watched it and then I fell back asleep. And not that it was boring, but, you know, um, it, was, it was very like philosophical, like, you know, ish. So uh, I guess uh, we'll get initial thoughts and we'll go a little bit into spoiler ter- territory after that. Mm-hmm. Um, Lauren, you you haven't said a thing, so do you have any spoiler-free thoughts about the the film? Uh, 
like maybe just my personal take I, it, just for the record i didn't cry at all at this movie as i was ex- ex- expecting to because it yeah, seemed like a whole bunch of people were all going like i'm in tears i'm like cool i don't want to cry on christmas so i'm gonna hold off until like maybe the day after but then i watched and i'm like oh i didn't cry keep it in like a man think. <laughs> but I'm just like I just straight up I mean unless it hits me a particular way I don't like to cry at movies straight up don't like to cry look the first time I really openly bawled at a movie was Marley and Me and let's just say that was just not that's like an exception movie. to the world that's a, the yeah world. that's that's fine to cry at I mean I told you guys before I, how much I, I cried like at to cry at it though so it's a, like spoiler <laughs> alert Marley and Me in case you haven't figured out it's a dog and if you're crying at a dog movie what do you think's gonna happen at the end sorry to people who have not seen it it's a okay. dog has puppies if, it's great and he, get, he finally gets the bone he finally gets he a finally good gets juicy bone he finally catches his tail it's a romantic comedy with dogs and then they finally pair up the dogs and lauren was just so like relieved that marley finally found a hot a hot bitch like you know there you go there's my joke um <laughs> So, I, where's where's the Air Bud romantic com- comedy that we need Disney? You know, like you're missing well, we out. We don't need a romantic comedy. They already made pu- they already made puppies. And but they didn't those, talk about the freaking <laughs> freaking spinoffs and sequels <laughs> that we didn't need. But yeah, you know. all on Disney Plus for your your eight ninety nine or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> so. Um, so you 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 were like okay about it, Lauren? Like was yeah, it no, like- I ha- I definitely loved it. I in general, I yeah, I do agree with what so many people are saying, and that it's the most mature Pixar film to date. It's certainly the most different, and I mean, and it's, what's cool is that even with all these other Pixar movies, they all feel Pixar. Even if they're all like very different from each other, this one though I feel is the most different. But I am excited for the direction that that Pixar can go from this point because mm-hmm. they dared to go with this kind of topic and address it the way they did with the tone that they had, and uh, and especially when I'm seeing all these comments from people saying, you know, my eight year old had you know thought it looked like the movie was really cool, but didn't really get the gravity of of the message of the movie but my 12 and 13 year old you know they both loved it you know that kind of thing and they understood so yeah it's like it's not again after having watched it myself not a kid's movie by any means there may be some elements that little kids might like but the message weighs so much heavier and so much more impactful for adults especially those who have like gone through a lot and or have gone through many years or just just experience so much that you know it you know it, it does it, it leaves a, a far bigger impact for people who have experienced a lot more of life and maybe are at a point of you know questioning a lot of things about life and purpose and everything like that so yeah okay, okay. That's as spoiler free as i can be <laughs> okay what about you eddie yeah i spoiler free. I, 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 I agree. It's, it's tricky to talk about this film in any depth without stepping immediately into spoilers. But um, no, I agree. Um, it is sort of it's 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 deep. It's um, uh, it's it's metaphysical. It's um, talking about like subjects that whilst have been flirted with in the past in Disney movies have never been done in such, I guess, uh 
stark depth like as in as in like never been so frankly talked about um mm-hmm. sort of mortality as a concept in disney is usually at most a plot device to make the character really want to get the thing more now but um mm-hmm. to be for it to be like the 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 entire framework of the movie and world building um is uh is a brand new concept a bold concept for disney who like they always try to remain apolitical and here they are talking about the afterlife in some broad concept which you know is is mm-hmm. always going to be potentially divisive but they went for it and i think they did it in a in an abstract enough way um and uh, and it's very abstract um that it shouldn't cause wide offense but um as a as a whole um i i agree it didn't make me cry um it did make me think and it did mm-hmm. make me sort of come away changed and sort of like um i guess like feel emboldened like i i wanted to do something i felt quite inspired by it but mm-hmm. i don't know if it's necessarily a film i would come back to i appreciate the journey i had with it but it's not something that i feel like i necessarily want to come back to and revisit over and over again um i don't Mm -hmm. think it's it has enough of those sort of like uh pixar moments or or the strong story moments that i i want to revisit um it's more of a conceptual thing rather than um a solid story i would say it seems to be more focused on getting a message and a feeling Mm -hmm. across than necessarily here's the adventure of these two things um uh an unlikely friendship forms um which is you know obviously been the shtick they've done for quite some time now so i agree i I appreciate they are going off in seemingly a, a nice radical direction perhaps this is the post lassiter era we're beginning to see take mm. shape um but uh i would yeah I, I i i wouldn't rank this as a favorite pixar film certainly certainly a brilliant one certainly a very like mm-hmm. um conceptually uh like well thought out um complex mm-hmm. idea but um it's going to be really hard to it, it's as i said i i would revisit something like finding nemo and wally and Monster Sink in a heartbeat, but this one I'm like, mm-hmm, maybe not. Yeah. Like, I, maybe I I'm alone in that. Describe but... it. I think how to best describe it is like, yeah, going off your point is like it's almost like a spiritual journey, because yeah. it's almost like you don't you don't exactly revisit an experience like a spiritual out of body experience. You don't revisit it. You experience it in that moment, and you take it in in that moment. Um, yeah. Maybe it's something you need to give time in between. You know, you don't want to revisit mm-hmm. it again immediately. You kind of want to give it maybe a few months to a year and then go you know, revisit that experience again. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, uh, like back in school, I used to go on like retreats with my classes. And usually at the end of these retreats, we would all sit together uh, or at least kind of go off even in contemplation and, and isolation for like a little bit to write letters to ourselves or to people we wanted to speak with or, you know, just kind of like personal letters. And then it was almost like for the purpose of being down the line, you could revisit these letters sometime in the future 
if it's especially if it's written to yourself and you see like where you're at you know let's say you read the letter 10 years from the point you write it and seeing where you're at now and as a point of reflection so it's it's almost like that kind of a movie where it's that letter that you write and you, it makes you think and you think about the growth or the things you've experienced in your life it yeah it's really reflective I guess so. it, it, it's, it's a movie about existential crisis and that's not something you necessarily want to keep revisiting over and over again. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like, huh, and you hopefully get a wake-up call out of it and then maybe it is mm-hmm. something you go back to and be like, oh, yeah, I remember that and it, it, it inspired me to go do this. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't really have anything to say except, like, I don't know, like, I get what the end of the movie was trying to say, but I have my own opinions, which we'll get to. Um, but for the most part, you know, I like, um, you know, it's definitely not a favorite, but it's like a deeper movie. And then, you know, we always have the memes of like, what if toys had emotions? What if, what if emotions had emotions? What if black people had emotions? So, you know, uh, that's, that's the meme. So I'm quoting the meme. So, you know, I guess points for having a black cast first time and a co-director yeah yeah i'm sure i'm sure that was probably the influence um also i think the the rendering on this has gotten pixar's freaking rendering their textures the lighting everything this is the most real looking pixar movie i've seen come out of them and like even if the character designs don't look realistic and they look more like stylized it's the world that they're in it's just it i mean any shot that has new york in it you look at that and you're like that 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 can't be that can't be computer animated that that looks like real life new york right down to the blaring sunlight that comes down in the middle of the day on people as they're you know bustling on the sidewalks getting from place to place it's it just it felt it it felt very real and i i loved how much they put into making it look really good so you know I- I liked. I, I I I noted the concern that people had. I think off the back of the trailers, which was like the fact that you had a black lead character for the first time in a, in a Pixar movie, who then immediately becomes Blue Blob, and um, it's like yet another one of like how Will Smith became a pigeon, how mm-hmm. uh, Princess and the Frog became frogs, and and this. And um, I think at, le- at at least because obviously the trailers can only say so much and I'm, I'm avoiding spoilers, but like at least like the blue blob parts are pretty small. I think in the scale of the whole movie, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it is like a, there's a lot of scenes that predominantly with um, seeing like uh, black characters and, and, and the communities, um, you know, they visit the barbershop and, uh, the, the the jazz clubs and, and this kind of thing. And so the, 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 there's definitely a heavy presence and there's been such a clear effort to represent um, caricatures in such a way that don't fall prey to racial stereotypes as they, you know, mm-hmm. as the portrayal of black people have been for so long in the history of animation. Um, so these, these are, these are characters that do are still very stylized um, but not in the gross racist ways they have been to date. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it, I, I know people had that argument going in and I was like, no, no, wait, hold on. I mean, trailer with Pixar, you know them, they only show you so much in a trailer, sometimes very little to nothing at all to hint at what's to come. And 
they'll surprise you later. Yeah. And that's pretty much what happened here is that most of it is actually not in that soul realm. It has to do with the souls, sure, but it's not in the it's not in the great before, or the great beyond, or anything like that. It's like they show it there to show the concepts there and and to allow for that other side world building. Um, but at the same time, I like that they did focus more on the real world aspects and them experiencing that real world. Uh, yeah. and the and the relationships to the people there and the lessons learned there like you didn't have to go like yeah sure he went to the other side but what's cool is that you know the lessons that he takes away are the ones he when he realizes he comes back with after going back to the real world and just seeing it in a new way which again i don't know how much we're going to dance around spoilers here because i don't know how long we can go talking about <laughs> i mean we can we can jump spoilers. to spoilers soon so um i just wanted like a point of just like we won't do spoilers at a certain point and then we'll yell be like okay we're gonna do the thing so go watch it and uh, so all right spoiler town yeah welcome to spoiler town population Four, including well, we it got was a body four, including Craig, who's Craig. The who's the recording bot. But it was a body swap movie all along. <laughs> that one I didn't expect. <laughs> no, me neither. And it's funny because seeing on the posters, I'm like, I keep seeing a cat. There's a cat. Anybody gonna talk about the cat? No, no, gonna nobody gonna talk about the cat. Why is there a cat? Because <laughs> <No. laughs> there was no mention, zero mention. They were very good at keeping it under lock, what they were going to try and do with this movie. So when it happened, I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. The, mo I, I, the moment I, it happened, I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> the, the, the thing I took away from the film is that um, it was it was very staccato in that it didn't feel like it was so like every – Everyone's assumption off the trailers was the fact that like, okay, so this character dies and we're going to spend the whole film in like this kind of inside out-esque, like, met like metaphysical, um, conceptual realm of the afterlife. Mm -hmm. And like how, you know, Inside Out made efforts with its world building, probably to some overdoing and clunky extents sort of having you know here's a section that's dedicated to the train of thought and the section for dreams and the section for conceptual thinking um th we thought that they would do the same here with the afterlife and they have the great the great beyond and the great before um mm -hmm. but it sort of felt like that was what the film was going to be about it was going to be about this 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 human soul who is acting as if he's a mentor um having like smuggled himself out of the beyond and into the before um and was going to just sort of like uh explore the afterlife with this preconceived soul um mm -hmm. and um we were going to see them like explore around whilst this um jobsworth chases after them um but then it it bails on that like almost like within half an hour and then becomes a body swap and um so now joe is in the cat and uh 22 the 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 soul that doesn't seem to want to live um is now inside joe's body and then they have to sort of kind of work together and get along to try to get them back to uh to, to, to get to get back to their souls and then um 
so it becomes this kind of, yeah this kind of like uh oh body swap but only only that they can't they can't understand the cat and so they got to figure this out and then the, again half an hour after that they bail on that because then it becomes this big like uh spiritual journey of like figuring out why someone would want to live and so from the outset it seems like it's a movie about death but it really isn't it bails on that quickly it becomes a story mm -hmm. about life and mm -hmm. the reason for living um and it definitely took me by surprise but as a result it felt broken up it felt like it was three episodes of a tv show that were back to back mm. it was like i was binge watching a netflix series um and so it felt very segmented but i think maybe the, intentional or not maybe i don't know but like i guess as a result it kind of made you feel like in a nice way you've lived a lifetime because a lot mm -hmm. has happened in these like segmented parts and when you by the time you get to the end when you get to this moment where joe's reflecting on his life um you you've lived a life through all the mm -hmm. stuff that's happened in, in like canonically a single day um and um i think that may have been an intentional decision to make you feel like you've lived a lifetime in this man's shoes to then get a full appreciation of um his his struggle against himself it seems because it's all about like mm -hmm. is it carp dm i can't remember the exact terminology but like carp living in the moment yeah. yeah yeah he's always waiting for his moment to come rather than living in the moment he has now um mm -hmm. yeah so i think that's probably why i have a problem with the story because it's so broken up um rather than like it takes one story gimmick and just runs with it um which you know has its pros and cons but i think that's why i'm i'm not so keen to quickly return to this movie compared to others which i feel have stronger stories with more compelling characters to stick around mm -hmm. yeah no i i hear you on that it's like uh yeah again it's it it, it deal and it deals with so much heavy matter because um, I was also, I just remember seeing a whole bunch of people asking, like, to try and, like, test the waters of this movie, saying, you know, for people who've seen it, is it, like, really, is it existential? I'm like, this is a movie about the soul and, and learning what life's all about. Yes, it's incredibly existential. It's nothing but existential. <laughs> but, um, but it does it in a way that, I mean, while it is heavy it doesn't make it too heavy to face. Um, and uh, yeah, again, they try to lighten it up with the whole body swap thing. But what I do I, I like think, about- I think they, they avoid the heaviness by making it not about somebody dying. It's about somebody living. And I think that's the mm -hmm. way they, they circumvent around that. So it's not, it's, it doesn't feel like a downer. Yeah, and plus he has that chance to live through another's eyes for even a little bit to see that's why it's like when he gets to see 22 in his body but he uh but then he realizes that 22's approach because it's like approaching a new world through new eyes and then he's observing this coming out of his body he's realizing this is how i could be approaching life and how i probably should have been when especially the barbershop scene is one of my favorites because of that because it's like when he realizes that the barber had his own dreams. He wanted to be a vet. 
and he ended up going down the path of being a barber. But then he realized that, you know, and then he goes, but your purpose was, but this is your purpose in life to be a barber, right? And he's like, I wanted to be a vet. Well, why didn't you, I didn't realize you like lost your dream. He's like, I didn't lose my dream. I like basically just, I, I'm happy. I found a new dream and I'm okay with that. Yeah. So, and then realizing he never, he's like, why didn't I ever, t- you know, why didn't I ever ask you this? Why didn't we ever talk about this? And he's like, you never asked. Mm-hmm. And so then he's realizing from that perspective of how it's like it's he almost didn't like while he lived a good life at the same time it's almost like he got so caught up in himself and what he wanted that with the people around him that helped shape his amazing life he didn't even realize he was taking that kind of those kind of incredible people's stories for granted you know and didn't the people in his life for granted um because they all have their own interesting stories to, to tell as well and that's what i liked is they try to capture them in these little moments uh, as he interacts with them in the day, uh, or at least as tw- as he watches twenty two interact with them in his body, uh, yeah. And it, then again it, with twenty two taking in everything and appreciating the little things when he's going, oh, that's just silly stuff, you know. It's just pizza. It's just a, a seedling on the wind. It's and then you realize it's those little things that some sometimes for some people those are the things that make you happy. It's the fact that you're alive, the little things that you can only experience in life. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's great stuff. I just, I mean, again, it's very deep, but I like those moments where it shows in the real world of taking the time to slow down and appreciate those little things that he had in his life. It, yeah, I think it definitely captures a mood of, like, I think a generation or two of people who are, like, been told they're the special ones and they are entitled and they will they will Mm -hmm. grow up and all these things will just fall in their lap and then it doesn't and Mm -hmm. um i think this film sort of goes to show that it's like you gotta happiness doesn't find you you need to find um happiness and um it may not be you know what you always planned it out so strictly to be it can it can be just right in front of you if you don't take a moment to appreciate it um mm-hmm. which yeah it's like he, he the fact that joe even reflects to his own mother like if i don't get this one gig then my life's for nothing and that's how mm-hmm. he he perceives himself to be this like 40 year old i can't remember how old the character is but like you know this middle-aged nothing um, absolutely nothing in his life worth worth having been alive for, and it's like, it, it's nice that there's a message out there, but it's like, it, yeah, every other Disney movie could be about chasing your dreams, but this one is about like, like stop it, uh, <laughs> your your dream <laughs> might your dream might not even happen, and you can either spend your life resenting that, um, or you can find happiness where you are, and it can be mm-hmm. just as fulfilling. Exactly. I, I love the little story about the fish in the it, fish thinking is in the pond he's in the ocean like this is the ocean this is just water what I want is the ocean and it's that that whole mentality of thinking you want more and you that and you think at the end once I have that I'll be happy and then I just love that whole parallel that they had for him when he got what he wanted and realized and that's when I realized the moment he didn't go into the zone for people who've seen the movie you know when he goes into the zone that little area of like just just vibing 
when I realized he didn't go into that zone when he was playing up there, when he finally got what he wanted and it didn't happen, I'm thinking, he, he isn't fulfilled. He's not feeling it. He's real. He's having a realization here. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was a spectacular moment, a bold moment, just to have. Yeah, the character got his dream, but it isn't enough. And I know that's it's a typical thing in in storytelling that like there's the want and the need, and so what he wanted mm-hmm. was this thing, but it wasn't what he needed. But like it, it, it yeah, it's nice. It's great that like it's like you can have what you've always dreamed of, but even that yeah you know, to pin all your happiness on this one thing maybe maybe you're not happy <laughs> if yeah. you're if like <laughs> everything's dependent on this one thing working out for you exactly all right i'll say my thing because um i yeah, only have ahead. like w- i only have one thing um uh but it's a, it's a thing um so anyway so i have conflicting thoughts about this because um if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, um, congratulations, all two of you. I'm very self-deprecating. <laughs> but anyway, um, so, like, my whole thing is kind of, like, you know, have being inspired by your purpose and, like, finding the thing that you, like, you love to do. And even if it's, like, the thing you hate, like, um, I don't know where I was going this. But anyway, I'm, I'm a very Joe type of person as far as just, like, you know, finding that thing and, you know, trying to, like, either be okay with it or not. And, you know, I faced the frustration of, you know, really wanting to do that thing, but being in an environment where, you know, no one cares about, like, the thing, the thing here being animation, before I keep on saying things. Um, And you have to kind of get to a place where, you know, you have to kind of make that environment for yourself, essentially, where you, you're kind of surrounded by like like-minded people you know you're on like you're on a path to like get where you want to be essentially and um part of my other thing my other piece of this i'll keep i'll stop trying to say things but anyway um my other piece of this is like the realization like that i've been dealing with like with within corona anyway that um you know not that it was all their fault, but my parents, um, did not know what to do with me, um, artistically, and a lot of, like, so, a lot of different things, and they kind of made a lot of dumb decisions with my, um, with my college, and, you know, I, like, I got a degree, but I didn't really specifically learn much from the degree, like, not that you shouldn't get a film degree, but, like, a lot of, like, what I know about film has been, not from school it's been from learning about like stuff through via my youtube work and um you know that's been much more um concrete than you know especially when you go to state schools and there's like a state art program and you know it's all theoretical because that's the easier these these are the easier classes to fund um than just like getting a camera and that kind of thing so like in my specific program you couldn't even touch a camera or go to the green room unless you were in the master's program which doesn't make any goddamn sense to me um but you know and i you know and i took a couple of dual enrollment classes for art um because that's all i could do and i got really mad when like one of the girls was just like i was looking at like one of my um 
my demo anime my demo animations and one of them was just like oh you're a film student i'm just like i'm sorry i can't afford fucking art school because like but this is just what i had to do so um you know i guess i'm all for for like that that solidified path because like what i've learned is like as i start to get closer to getting that to that place then um my life has gotten better and like I haven't, you know, I didn't get to get have the art school like kind of vibe of everyone just being animation nerds and like doing animation projects and staying up late and stuff like that. But in turn, I have built that community on my own with my YouTube stuff, and um, you know, I'm surrounded by people that like the things that I like on purpose, um, obviously. And I've kind of had I've had to kind of create that on my own. And I'm frustrated that you know it's not like. Like I said, I think I said this in the art school one, but if I had gotten a real life, like a real art degree, then I think I wouldn't have to be like really um, we're trying to figure out like what I'm doing with portfolio and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I pick at it a little bit, but it's very hard um, for me uh, specifically. So I guess my point being is like, I like how this film tries to highlight the that life is worth living even though you don't get on that solid path. But at the same mm -hmm. token, I am someone who wants to go on that solid path and would probably not have a good time if I was doing something I didn't like to do, which is very, which is very me, very me themed. So mm -hmm. I empathize with Joe, but I don't highly agree that like, you know, I, I appreciate the whole like, you know, find the, the, the little things in life that kind of, you know, kind of, like, give you small joy, you know, and not everything is set in stone, but the same token, like, in following, like, my head as far as what I want to do, like, I've kind of, like, also made my life better, and, like, I've, I've bitched about how I miss conventions as a general, like, you know, privilege for, for a spoiled white person kind of thing, but the same token, like, conventions... Or like one of the places like I feel most alive creatively, like where I'm meeting all these people that enjoy the work that I do, and like I can really physically see the difference I'm making by just doing what I love to do. So I think, I think I've been more personally fulfilled in my artistic journey than Joe has, frankly, because he's like, let's just do this one gig about this one lady who like seemingly lives in town and it's going to be a recurring gig we don't know if he what what he ended up choosing but it just seems like such like he i don't think he really realized how such like small potatoes as in not so much like it's not not that it's not important but the fact that it um you know it's it's only a couple of people you're only playing for a couple like you know unless you felt that fulfillment like of that practice fulfillment of like getting the gig and feeling like emotionally like fulfilled and you know like I think Joe has been trying to do that and I think he has you know that's what he thinks he wants but I don't think he really has any concrete proof like with his own spirituality this is this is gonna be that um you know that will be the thing he gets once he gets this gig versus you know like my experience is a little bit different where i've tried to get the thing that 
you know, and it's not been great. And I wish, like, I wish things were slightly different, um, you know, but at the same time, like, when I've, when I've been following, you know, the things I like to do, I have felt that creative fulfillment. I'm like, this is why I like to be alive is, like, even though it's very selective, it's just, like, you know, like, that's kind of the point of art in general is just, like, you do the thing and then people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe you did the thing. And, like, that's, like, my whole worldview. So, um, you know, it's, I get it, but, like, I don't relate to, I don't, like, relate to it fully. Okay, there's, there's my TED Talk. Thanks for coming, guys. <laughs> Any... Well, I was um, going to say, th it's, it's, oh, sorry, you go, Ed. Oh, I was just going to say that I think the, the film doesn't really say anything about ambition. Um, yeah. I think there's a difference mm -hmm. between sort of finding happiness and versus ambition. I don't think it's necessarily saying like, don't be ambitious. Um, Just don't have dreams. It's fine. <laughs> it's more that like, if, if everything is pinned on that dream, um, then what will happen if you don't have, you know, if that doesn't happen, I mean, yeah, that sucks. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing that, that there's not the stop. There's not the same, but it wouldn't suck, but it's about the capacity to still be able to be happy um with what you what you get rather than what you want um mm -hmm. and i think as well that there, there is a there's an interesting thing i read up um about the very very last line of the movie which is um which i'm gonna have to paraphrase because i can't remember exactly but it's worth the effect of like um i don't know what's gonna happen but i'm gonna live every moment of it um mm -hmm. the original line in the script was going to be but i'm going to love every moment of it and mm -hmm. somebody in the team pointed out that like hey life is like ups and downs and mm -hmm. so it's you gotta you gotta have those moments in there too um it's not everything's not going to be great all the time and so they mm -hmm. they reworded it based off that feedback uh that was one of the animators who actually came up with that they they, they reworded it based on that feedback of i'm going to i'm going to live every moment so i think mm -hmm. it's just I think it's just that um, it's just like, don't, don't trap yourself in like, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, KP. I'm, I'm very much sort of this, in the same boat as you when it comes to like a lot of my happiness, I pin too much on what other people think of me um, <laughs> of like, Oh, I, I really want this video to do really well. And if it doesn't, I'm going to be personally sad about it. And you know, there, there's this being disappointed because you put a lot of work into something, but if it's like, my entire mood for the day is going to be affected on whether or not this video yeah. gets the X amount of views. Like that's unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've, 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 you know, I've been speaking to therapists about that and like how that's just generally living my life through other people's opinions has governed my life for, for the nearly 40 years I've been on this planet. And I need to sort of to, to pull myself out of that. And I think that's what this film is flirting with the idea of it's trying to find the trying to find happiness and a reason to live beyond ambition not just ambition mm -hmm. yeah because it's like then it's uh i think as yeah it kind of warns of the tunnel vision where it's like it's it's so it's totally fine to have focus on something but don't forget the other things that are in, in your life that you can also find joy in as well and it's in those little moments to help balance you out a little bit, you know? Um, 
it's why, like, especially, you know, it couldn't have been more timely to have this movie come out at Christmas in 2020. Um, right. Basically, how I see it is, like, like to bring back earlier, like, a retreat, a, a letter at the end of retreat that you're writing to yourself as a reflection, uh, as a moment of reflection. This came around at a moment of reflection for everybody as the year's coming was coming to a close. And how people were maybe looking at how they valued what they did and what they were doing and we are being stuck at home and in quarantine and trying to figure out what is even the purpose, what is my purpose, what is my life, what is Yes, I'll know, die, you know, kind of thing. And so and and then uh but also in the things of like we're it's appreciating the little things you can do um even outside of that like where they've been some people have been able to take advantage of some of that time to be able to go out on a walk if they can do it safely they can go outside and on a walk and then they can and it seems like more people have a, a, a appreciation for being outside in nature and connecting with nature again and it's and when they didn't have time to do it before then there's also the people who now have a little more time to creatively express themselves maybe they or they started a new hobby or they try to do this where they're kind of exploring these other little facets of themselves that they prop maybe some of them weren't able to do before they didn't have time to do mm -hmm. it before or they didn't have the means they didn't have this you know especially when coming from an LA person where you spend so many hours in your week alone for work uh, in commuting yeah you know, LA is really by the time you, and then by the Go time ahead, you get home yeah, and then by the time you get home, you're just tired and you have not, not time for nothing else except maybe dinner and then you just go to sleep. Um, it's like, and, it, and it, it's like that. So this has helped a lot of people kind of find other avenues and, and explore other aspects of themselves. And I like that Soul seems to delve into that a little bit of just, or at least teasing at the possibilities of being like, here are these other little things that, even though they're not part of the the whole ambitious drive of well, this is what you're going for, it's the little things don't forget to to enjoy and appreciate them because you have this life to experience them. They don't have to be big things. They can be the little things, and uh, and if it's something that brings you even a joy, even in a little bit, even in a little moment like that, appreciate them. You know. So it's uh, and I think in the most crazy chaotic year, I think most of us have ever experienced in our lives Rip. <laughs> uh, that uh that that was a, something important to to be reminded of and and uh and to think about because it was in a year where we kind of had to face that part of ourselves a lot of us did mm -hmm. it was a lot of just facing ourselves yeah yeah, my only comment is I was going to be like yeah Ellie is really bad right now coronavirus drop wise so like as much as yeah. I bitch about like Re, I can't do anything. Re, I'm stuck at my parents' house because, like, I can't afford rent because re, Corona, like, you know, at least I have, like, I can go to the store. Like, I don't think, I don't, I don't know specifically how tight it is, but I'm sure everyone's afraid of everyone in LA. So, at least you got yeah. to see your parents. I couldn't see mine over Christmas and stuff, you know, it's like, but at oh, least was... for me, I'm at home with my wife and son. I know other people can't, can't or don't have that. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, um, yeah, Christmas this year was um, not fun. Well, kind of dramatic for other reasons, other like little family drama reasons. So, it, you know, and plus, like, you know, I feel like, I mean, 
this might be spoiled to say, but like I feel like I've had an over like an overexposure to my parents, but like at the same time, like <laughs> at least you know, you know, and and dealing with all the family drama, I just have to hide in my room because I'm just like I don't really want to deal with any of this. This is not like you know, and if I was not here, I wouldn't have to deal with any of this and stuff and. But at the same time, like, it's, like, also I get to spend time with, with old B-Dog that I probably would not have had um, before he passed. So, you know, and he's, which, you know, I wasn't, like, every visit I was just like, okay, this might be the last one because, like, he keeps on getting older and he just, like, he's getting, like, you know, old, like, old man-like and can't walk well. He's not, like, physically sick, but, you know. So, mm -hmm. but now it's just like, okay, well... I've had a year, like what a year with with old dog. You know, I I've I've had my fill of old dog. Not that I want him <laughs> to die, but like it could have been a it could have it could have been a lot more brief. Um, as far as that, so I don't know where I was going with this, but um, oh, I do have one thing a topic of discussion, and I feel like it's possibly going to either almost almost end on or just at least be, you know, just a general topic that has been up for debate since we're already in spoiler territory yeah should should joe have died at the end versus being given a second chance i think it's more like um narratively fulfilling that he got a second chance mm -hmm. um i think people would have been mad if he was just like all he went through all that and then he just dies anyway like so i get i'm i'm i i get why they did that but um and i thought it was funny how they like Terry was annoying or whatever. Like, I get that that was his that was grand job. That was Grandma but... Tala from Moana, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> was one of the other ones uh, Gal, uh, Wonder Woman lady? Gal Gadot? Yeah. Oh. So, one I don't of them know. Sounded, I don't know. We can IMDB it. So, um... But yeah, I I think he should have lived. I think it would it like it would have been narratively pointless if he helped twenty eight that much, and then we just like he just goes in the hole. We don't see what happens. So you know, I I don't said. I don't think um, Joe should have died. Um, I think um, I think it was right that because because uh, it's a yeah. Pixar movie, um, and I think ultimately it does need to still end on something of a high note something of a optimistic feel-good moment and i think for like a self-sacrifice to to be actually seen through like that um wouldn't have been right for the end of the movie it would, it would either have to be um that joe lives and the ending plays out as we currently have it or uh if joe dies then we like cut over to a baby being born and it's clear that it's 22 um mm -hmm. just just something to sort of end on a, on an optimistic uplifting mode but i prefer that we never see what happened to 22 like yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the the point was that with 22 is that it's a completely conceptual amorphous thing that could turn out to be anything yes it has the voice of mm -hmm. tina fey but it doesn't mean it's it's gonna be born female it doesn't mean it's gonna be even be white you know it's, it's just exactly they, they are just the concept of a life and i prefer that we don't see that where where that went that's just, it's just gone to the world and it's gone to live its life and it will uh be born and grow and live and i prefer i prefer it that way rather rather than being given an answer to a question nobody asked 
Mm-hmm. What do yeah, you think? I think I think yeah I think the with the ending, like I'm I'm like okay with the ending we did get, but ideally if if anything, if he died or stayed like a, if he stayed like a, a soul counselor, kind of like uh, when he stayed like a a mentor, if he basically if he if he stayed and became a mentor, that would have been cool. Yeah. Uh, oh, like, oh, it could have ended like he he teaches a class like he did at the start. Mm-hmm. Exactly, which I think would have been really cute. Um, and where we kind of get that ending of like, okay, so yeah, he lived his life and he realized he lived a good life and was able to at least even have that glimpse of, you know, that kind of the uh, that uh, glance back and seeing how good so those things in his life were uh, and seeing him in that whole new light. It's kind of like bringing him to a little bit of that peace uh, I guess though, thinking about it, know. if they did if they did an ending where it ends with him like, yeah, moving on as a mentor and teaching people, it would almost imply, huh, he found his purpose in death. So suicide's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess like the whole Yeah, so I guess what we could say is that the ending we got was yeah, some people may say it's a cop out ending, but when you look at it from yeah, especially when you have to think about when you're making stories like this and you have to think about all the possibilities of people who are going to interpret it different ways, uh, this ending was probably the safest one we could have so that people didn't interpret it the other way. <laughs> so. Do you think this movie lacked a villain? Like we had. needed didn't, one. Yeah. They didn't need one. We had one. Jerry, the, the jobs worth who was determined to make the tally count. But apart from oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, there was yeah, no Jerry, real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's Terry. There's, there's Jerry's yeah, and Terry's. Because the other ones were Jerry. <laughs> yeah. Like, all the others were Jerry's, and then there was one Terry. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did uh, like Terry's moment with with uh, with uh, Paul. You know, David Diggs's character. I did uh, like that yeah. kind of moment. Just like I got you. Know, oh, you're not Joe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I mean, so there was no. The, there was an urgency in so much, insofar as there was a time ticking thing, but it wasn't an urgency in that like their souls would be irreparably ruined or, you know, they would be stuck mm-hmm. in their bodies or there's something chasing after them, you know, like, I mean, yeah, the thing chasing after them wasn't really a scary threat. It was just somebody doing their job. Um, mm-hmm. But do, do you think that maybe the film lacked drama without that angle or? No. I think it delivered on its message perfectly because, I mean, the situation that he's in is just, like, I think there was enough drama in that that it, it didn't have to be a big dramatic adventure thing where it had to be, like, a, you know, it didn't have to be like other Pixar movies delivered it. Mm. The kind of story that it told was one where the drama was in the situation that he was in already and then just him looking... It, it, it was the introspective drama, not so much an out, outward external drama. And I think that's what I kind of liked is that it was more looking at it as a personal, as a personal drama kind of thing. Uh, it didn't have to be something big. And yeah. it, it, it didn't take me out of anything. I was able to kind of like enjoy the movie as it came without thinking, okay, when's the big chase going to happen? Because um, when it didn't happen... I'm like, I'm okay with that. You know, I'm glad there's no villain because there didn't need to be one. 
Yeah, I, I do agree, because I think if it did have a, a cartoonish villain, or even if it was just like the great beyond keeps opening up and trying to grab Joe and pull him back in or something, then like mm-hmm. it, it would it would probably lose any of those sort of like um sort of like self-reflective moments. Um mm-hmm. the, those sort of like, yeah, those moments where Joe had an opportunity to observe and just uh take things in or or twenty two would lose that chance to sort of just be able to sort of feel what it felt like to be alive um if mm-hmm. they were had to constantly run away from something at the same time so i think i think i agree i think the film did right to not have a cartoony villain chasing after them the whole time okay i have i have one more point if if everyone has said their piece Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a silly point. And then I, there's something we probably need to backtrack to the news that I realized that was a thing that happened. Um, so, um, so um, funny note, um, I think we finished all the existential talk. Um, you know, again, like another, like, welcome to the psychology philosophy podcast with animation. Here's with, 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 <laughs> with your therapist group, all of us. Anyway, um, bad joke. So my question for you guys where do you think John Ratzenberger was during this? Because apparently he wasn't listening to credits, but the crew confirmed he was there. It's just a mystery right now where he is. Uh, I think it was like some kind of like an off-screen voice. Okay. Like I, I think he was like like probably in. Um, I think he was like probably in like a flashback or something like that, because otherwise I know I would have heard his voice. Far more prominently, I'd have yeah, to rewatch it again. To get it said the... they said that they he disguised his voice a little bit, so it's not the typical like um, deep like dude voice. Mm. Um, you know, so uh, Lauren, do you want to just do a, li- a tiny spiel about what we're talking about for people who don't know what we're talking about? Okay, for people, I, I'm sure everybody kind of knows already. If you've watched plenty of Pixar movies, you kind of may notice that there is one recurring voice actor that seems to be in all of them. And actually, he is, technically, in every major yeah. feature film. Uh, is John Ratzenberger, who you may know from Cheers. If you didn't watch Cheers, then give it a watch. But Frasier's better. Anyway. Yeah, Frasier is better. <laughs> I love Frasier. I love Frasier. Um, Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but with uh, John Ratzenberger, he has a very distinct voice. And from the beginning, pretty much since Toy Story, since the very first feature film from Pixar, John Ratzenberger has been a voice. He's, you know, he's Ham in the Toy Story movies. He is the Abominable Snowman from from Monsters, Inc. He is, um, he's Mac in the Cars movies. He's, you know, so he's everywhere. He's also the underminer in The Incredibles. At least Get in that the, guy out of con. He'd do well. <laughs> like, but, he could sign everything. So anyway. basically, John Ratzenberger is Pixar's, quote, lucky charm. Basically, every movie he's in, they're like, okay, well, this will guarantee... With our little lucky charm, our kind of like the lucky rabbit's foot, he's it, that'll make sure that the film's successful. So uh, and that's pretty much what, by the way, Alan Tudyk has become for Disney movies, <laughs> is that Alan yeah. Tudyk is now a voice in, in movies. Uh, I think the first one he was in was uh, Frozen, and then they've just kept him around ever since. Uh, but yeah, uh, so, so for this one, when John Ratzenberger, they had to put him in here somewhere, but they put him in such a small role that even I haven't 
caught it, but I'm sure it was in like a flashback or something like that small because otherwise I would have remembered him very distinctly which moment he was in. Um, it's kind of like the but, uh, the Pizza Planet truck that like is it, is meant to appear in almost every mm-hmm. Pixar movie. Like I mean, it's it's even the the, the Pixar the, the 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 Pizza Planet truck. My favorite placement of it ever is in the Good Dinosaur, and it's like in the middle of the asteroid belt, which is <laughs> such a a random. I mean, there's nowhere they put it in a dinosaur world, so they put it there, which is just really funny to me. But um, it's a sure yeah. Not. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I mean, yeah. Do, do you have your theories of where where he is? Um, no, I, it's probably just like a background voice that no one's going to pick up. And like Lauren and I are usually pretty good. Like we'll go to Disney World and we'll, or Disneyland, I guess, and be like, oh, it's like, like we'll hear people and we'll be like, oh, we can name them by their names and just like joke around and probably the normal people are like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, how do they do this? And we're just like, it's, it's, we just watch an unhealthy amount of cartoons. It's, it's, <laughs> it's fine. I've it's got, fine. I've got two theories where he could be um first of all it's it's one of the mentor characters because there's a lot of like very snappy cutaways to uh 22 being trained up by different mentors and he could just be the voice of one of them you know he could be like putting on an accent and pretend to be uh i can't remember some of the some of the mentors she has but like it's because it's so quick fire it only takes her to put like a german accent on or something like that and now he sounds a bit different um Mm -hmm. so he's either one of them or my my mad theory is that he's the voice of the great beyond <laughs> where he just they, they said look look just record yourself going oh for a little bit and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll slow it down we'll pitch it down and you're just this big empty void <laughs> we'll auto tune it fine john ratzenberger is the beginning and the end the alpha and omega <laughs> He is all that was and all that ever will be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my God. fun, 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 fun. Okay. Um. So, so any other closing thoughts about Soul? Any uh, horse? Never was a horse as you know. I'm yeah, a horse everyone. now. <laughs> no, there was a there is um. So in in the pony fandom, um, instead of every one, it would be every pony. So then yeah. I would just be like bluntly call it like okay every horse like so that's what i'm doing now so anyway now um, you know mythology stuff yeah yeah well, you're a anyway, horse go see, go oh, see I'll horse that's all i'll say <laughs> just go see soul it is worth a watch you don't have to repeat watch it or anything just uh unless you are missing a few things which some of them yeah they do uh you may miss a few things on uh, if you miss it the first time uh but no it's definitely worth a watch uh i i promise you i didn't cry at the movie so i'm like i it just gives you a lot to think about so if you're worried about it being a movie to make you cry i don't know it'll hit everybody different but for me it just made me think so go have yeah, it I'm a, <laughs> yeah i'm a big baby ever since um since i got my ptsd so like at first i never cried at movies but then like lauren if there's any movie with a dog like there is What's that movie like where the dog got keeps on getting reincarnated? Like, I was oh god, just, like, I yeah, I I never saw that movie because I heard about it and I'm like, yeah, not touching that with a ten foot pole. So <laughs> I just love dogs. So it's like I don't need. Um, it's like I really don't need Marley and me 
but repeating that over and over and over throughout the course of a movie. I don't need. Well, that. there's also like a there's also a narrative thing that also makes it like very bittersweet too. And I'm just like like so it's a sweet cry. So it's it's good. But anyway, um, okay. go watch Soul, I guess. And then um, generally, if you're new, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for listening. Please watch. Um, I haven't counted, but we're like around 45. So there's plenty of backlog. If you're just like, what's a KP? What's a podcast? You know, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so uh, the pod, the podcast is available on all of the places so that you listen to podcasts. And I think like two podcasts are kind of like, eh. Because usually people use them for like commuting to work, but now there's no commutes anymore, so it's 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 fine. Um, but yeah, like podcast podcast is kind of hit and miss as far as like people like being interested or other people are just like I don't I don't know what a podcast is. I don't know what that like. I don't I don't do that. Just so, go ahead and check out know. the other episodes. There's there's tons there. There's lots of great guests, including Ed, who is who is a a repeat guest with us today. This is the first time that's me back. It's yeah, very, you did it. Very happy to have you back. Uh, and I guess, I mean, for people who have already been here, they already know where to find you. But I guess for the new people, uh, we'll we'll do the, the whole where can people find you. <laughs> yeah, so uh, my YouTube channel is called Edache, E-double-D-A-C-H-E. Uh, and as I mentioned before, I do video essays on like cartoons and movies and video games and comic books and just generally whatever passion project i'm into at the moment um and i that's that's where where i be yeah and then um again uh please tell your friends about um kp land because we're hurting a lot like as we were talking about like not that it's about the numbers but we're you know we're trying to kind of like remind people that we still exist so if you have any friends that are like what's a kp what's a kim possible that's a stupid name then you can be like, oh, she's cool. She does. She used to do a horse, but now she does not horse stuff, and that's okay because people can people can expand their interests, like you know, like normal people. Um, you know, like, comment, subscribe, comment in the YouTube algorithm. Um, I'll end on this note too. So I got an email, like from I guess some like podcast, like automatic, like tracking site. So we are number thirty-five. Um, podcasts for tv and film in pakistan in pakistan so thanks pakistan (laughs) (laughs) thank you pakistan i guess (laughs) i don't know i thought it was funny it was like really specific and random so i'm like okay (laughs) cool we have a base over there to a a degree you know you know i'll take it thanks thank you (laughs) thanks the pakistanians you're, you're neat um so you know i don't speak like What's is what's the main language in Pakistan? You know, Pakistani. I, it's Pakistani. <laughs> okay, I, I just didn't, I was like, is it a, is it a trick question? Is it like French or something? So I don't speak. I'm not very good with languages. But thanks for listening and thanks for listening in English. We appreciate your horse support. So, um, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm sorry. Technically, it's Ur, it's Urdu. Okay, yeah, that's why I was just like, is it just like. Canada speak Canada speaks Canadian, I it, right? I think it depends but, so, on the sorry, region. The nationality right? is Pakistani, but the the language is Urdu, and there's actually like a little bit of a little bit of you know Punjabi, Pashto, Sindhi. So there's a so there's a mix. Yeah, of, it depends, like, the, depends the, on the, the area. Official, the official, I guess, national language is Urdu. 
there you go. <laughs> that's that's the thing I learned today. So, um, you know, subscribe, like, comment, subscribe on YouTube to the podcast if if that's the best place you you get it or wherever wherever you get it. Like, YouTube is usually the most accessible for people. So, yeah, you know, whatever. And plus, we get we get like little visualizer stuffs, so that's cool too. So, yeah. Um, thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Ed, again for joining us again today. And thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. I'm glad because you know we have great conversation here, and you got and you vibe with us real well. So I'm like I'm always always glad to have you for conversation here. So you're always welcome back. Obviously, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for accommodating my. Thank you for accommodating my difficult time zone. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. You know you don't do it on purpose. Um, <laughs> you know I'm gonna have to watch your Scooby Doo video now. Um, Please do. It's but, also underperforming. Okay. <laughs> okay you know like so comment subscribe stuff, <laughs> okay and then um my other note is um if you guys have any uh preferences for guests in the future because we're kind of like spitballing guests not that anyone ever comments on anything but you know i mean you brought like, me back you must be scraping the bottom of the barrel <laughs> i know like you know like i guess we'll just no get the beard guy back you know it's fine um <laughs> So, um, you know, feel free to yell at us on social media and probably also tag the person to know that we exist and we're legit. So if anyone has any requests, um, let me know. Uh, and also, uh, one final note. Happy New Year, everybody. We're gonna yeah, try Happy New Year. We're gonna wear a mask make every... still. We're... Yep. Everybody stay safe and have a very happy, healthy, happy New Year celebration. I know it's after January 1st at this point, but, you know, people are going to be celebrating the fact that it's not 2020 for a little bit here, so we're good. We're good. Yeah, um, me too. Okay. All right. Night, everybody, or good day, depending on the time of day, so uh, have a have a good day. Have a time, good whatever Christmas. time. Have a good time of day, whatever time of day it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Animation Communication on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider. We are really hoping this show makes a difference in how people view animation and media, as well as giving and providing advice for people all over the world who like or want to join the animation or media industry. If you liked what you heard, please remember to subscribe and rate those five stars, as well as tell your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our main YouTube channel, I Love Kim Possible A Lot, and turn those notifications on. My name is Scribbler, and you have been listening to Animation Communication.